0: This Disney prequel is a fashion-fueled romp. Today I'm talking about Cruella. This is Scott's self-indulgent movie podcast. hello friends welcome to scott's self-indulgent movie podcast i am scott and today i am talking about cruella which is one of the most recent adaptations of an old material kind of going in a prequel direction for disney and one that i enjoyed more than i thought i would because mainly well i'll get into the reasons why so without further ado let's get started as much as i loved disney movies growing up i'll admit my nostalgia only goes so far I've had limited interest in all of the live-action adaptations, and I don't need a backstory for every Disney character. Especially if something like 101 Dalmatians, where I barely remember the animated version, and they already made two pretty successful live-action adaptations with Glenn Close. So I wasn't terribly interested in Cruella. But when I saw the cast and the premise, I thought I'd give it a shot. Emma Stone stars as Estella, a young girl who, through a series of tragic events, loses her place at a prestigious school and her mother in quick succession. Now grown and making her living as a pickpocket, Estella gets the opportunity of a lifetime when she's chosen to be a designer for the Baroness, the world's foremost fashion designer. But when Estella discovers dark truths about her employer, she dons a villainous alter-ego known as Cruella to take the Baroness down. I'll admit up front that I called the entire plot of this movie up front. Every plot twist and every character beat was exactly what I expected, down to the third act downturn and the finale. But I also didn't care, because the reasons to see this movie aren't the plot. So reason number one is people hamming it up. The main appeal of this movie, for me, was getting to see Emma Stone and Emma Thompson go head to head in an absurd acting off. And this is exactly what I wanted. Thompson does her best Devil Wears Prada Ice Queen combined with British snobbery, And Stone balances between her early ingenue characters and the attitude of her easy A and the favorite performances. The real fun of this movie is watching these two arch characters bounce off each other via banter and fashion reveal arrivals. It's like someone wanted to make whatever happened to Baby Jane with fashion designers and I love it. Reason number two is the design. Another reason the movie works so well is because it looks amazing. You can tell how much effort went into the costumes and designs, so that the Baroness feels classic and elegant couture, while Cruella's style is still couture but with elements of early punk and rebellious spirit, aka arriving in a dumpster, is a look. Especially once we bring in a fellow fashion enthusiast who looks modeled off of David Bowie. And it's that rebellious spirit that takes on old stuffy nobility and every person with a posh accent that makes the movie work. You see the clash visually and in the acting. And reason number three is that it's not beholden to the source material. One of the reasons that remakes tend to fall flat is how often they try, whether the movie makes sense with it or not, is to add in scenes or bits that define the original, especially in the Disney remakes. The Avalanche in Mulan, or The Stampede in The Lion King. You know these scenes are coming. Thankfully in Cruella, most of the oh-that's-where-that-comes-from moments are minimal or misdirects. For instance, Cruella doesn't actually hate dogs, and only dislikes Dalmatians to start because of a traumatic incident. The only hammer-at-home moment of the entire film is her full given name, but even that feels more organic than it does in the other films. The verdict is it's over-the-top fun